Welcome everybody to our second edition of Q7. As you guys know, we will always have the same seven questions. And today we are very, very fortunate to have Elena Blunzer with us, who is an amazing uh, agent in Miami, Florida, Fisher Island actually. And Elena was just named, I think, like top 1% or top female agent in her whole company. So Elena, would you introduce yourself and tell everyone where you work and how many transactions you will do this year and what that represents in income for you? Sure. So my name is Elena Blunser. I have been in real estate for 38 years. Uh, in the high-end market in Miami, Florida, and for 28 years on Fisher Island. Uh, although, of course, with technology, it's not only Fisher Island, it's still the rest of uh, Miami high-end market. Um, I am slated to do 39 transactions this year, and that will be about 3.2 million. Um, my market has not slowed down. Last year, uh, I did do, thank you, Sabrina, I was uh, the number one female agent in uh, Sotheby's in, in South Florida, well, in Southeast Florida for our company-wide. And then somehow I end up in the Latino, <laughs> for the Latino rankings as well for the United States. So I'm number 86 out of 250 top Latino agents in the U.S., which, you know. Great. And I think it's great because you know, it's Miami. Also, we have uh, people from all over the world. And of course, we have a lot of Latin Americans here. But um, anyway, yeah. So last year I did a little over 91 million and 31 transactions. That's how I got, you know, that's how my rankings came in on that. And you get to work in beautiful Miami Fisher Island. So. Yes. Yes. Gee, yes. nothing quite like Minnesota in the winter, right? <laughs> Okay, so Elena, let's start right away with our first question, which is, can you describe what an average day is like for you? Sure. Um, so like you said, I live in a beautiful place. I wake up in the morning. I, I wake up around six o'clock in the morning. I'm not one of the, you know, great MFO agents that wake up at five and work out. And I just can't get on that schedule. I have been with Mike for a little over 28 years in the MFO system. One-on-one uh, -on -one coaching from the beginning. And all my coaches have tried very, very hard to get me to wake up earlier. I, you know, I, I've tried, but six o'clock is my thing. So uh, I start at six o'clock. I, you know, do the going through my, uh, my goals list, my affirmations. Uh, I then look at my schedule to make sure that I register my schedule in my brain. Uh, because I don't go through it throughout the day looking at my schedule. Once I look at it in the morning, I know what I have to do for the rest of my day. Um, my assistant starts at eight o'clock. When she started with me 11 years ago, uh, I decided at that moment during our interview, and she's amazing, by the way, um, that she, we were going to start at eight o'clock. She was going to start at eight and I was going to start when, you know, whenever I started, which is usually six or seven. But, um, but my meetings with her start at 8.01. So sharp every day. And we're it's very short. We have maybe five, 15 minutes at the longest. Um, and they're very, very, very targeted. It's uh, hello, good morning, how are you doing? Okay, tell me what how the day ended yesterday. Did we do this? What do you have on your to-do list? It's very structured and if I can say one thing, if you have a great assistant that's your right hand, your left hand, your right foot, and your left foot. 
you will succeed in this business because they should keep you on point. So my average day is my meetings with her. Once I'm done with my meetings with her, I, uh, I, I do a tennis match at nine o'clock. Um, almost oh. every day, yeah. So, but the thing is then I, Gay Lee was my coach for many years. Tony has been my coach for many years. And, you know, I do a lot of my prospecting. I would say 75% of my prospecting is face-to-face -face in person uh, because I live where I work and I live on Fisher Island. So, you know, I, there's a lot of activities here. I, you know, have an apartment that maybe I spend, I don't know, 15% of the day in. That's it. I'm never here. I'm always out. Uh, I prospect in person, I see people, they see me, and that's been huge. So I spend pretty much all day, and that's my average day, doing exactly that. Um, I try to do my negotiations in my brain before I start in the morning, when I know that I have something that I'm negotiating from the day before, or you know something that's hot, what I like to call hot. Um, I, I negotiate in my head. It's almost, uh, you know, like, like some of the sports players and, uh, Michael Jordan says, you know, I play the game in my brain before I go out on the court. I do that. And I've been doing that my whole career. Apparently I just didn't know I was doing it. You know, and I, if I'm knock on a door for an enlisting appointment, I already ran in my head how I want that appointment to go. And so, it, so let me just interrupt yeah. real quick and say, so here is a person because, you know, every once in a while, and you guys have all seen this, is somebody will start saying, okay, we all have to get up at 3.17 in the morning. Then at 3.19, you have to meditate for 20 minutes. Then it's, you know, you have to drink this green drink that has lumps in it. Then you're going to do this, this, and this, and that's the only way to start a perfect day. And obviously, you're not in that and you are still a great successful agent. So I'm guessing you're going to say, as long as you have a tight schedule that you work every day, you're going to be successful. Would you agree with that? Yeah, Sabrina, I, I, you know, I listen to myself. I listen to my body. I listen to, you know, what works for me and what has worked for me all along. And as much as I tried to change it is what I do is how I do it. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, fasting without even knowing that fasting was going to become a thing my whole entire life. I don't have breakfast until 1130 in the morning. You know, that's just the way it works for me, for my body, for my schedule, for my workouts. You know, I, I, I don't go to tennis with a big stomach and all full of food. Uh, I come back and then I'm hungry and then I'm charged up and I want to cool off and I've got all this energy to, you know, go get them, you know? Well, and it sounds like it's more sustainable for you. Whereas yeah. once people get onto these fats and then it's just like, I'm so exhausted, I can't even prospect. So let me ask you our second question. What is the biggest obstacle that you face? This is gonna sound kind of funny, but the biggest obstacle, and it's real, it's real. It's, uh, it's traffic, planning trips of any kind, and texting. Those are my obstacles. Everything else I can, live it. I can handle anything else. I can okay. handle nasty people, bullies, and you know, whatever comes my way. But I swear now, you know, it used to be that 
I could go on appointments and have, you know, four or five appointments a day and, you know, do that. But if I've got to leave Fisher Island and go to listing appointments, you get one in now because of all the traffic in Miami. It's gotten, you know, it's, it is the number one city in the country now where we're getting uh, influx of, of, you know, people of population. So it's, it's real. So that's my, that's my obstacle. <laughs> Well, that's cute, because I will say to you, and if I were to ask everyone right now, can anyone else relate to an increase in traffic? You know, we used to be 20 minutes from our office, and because of Formula One right by the Strip in Vegas, it oh, now wow. takes us an hour. There is not one square inch of road that is not under construction, and that is something that we all need to figure out how to deal with. So, Interesting point, Elena. Thank you for sharing that. I don't know if we would have identified that necessarily on our own that way. Well, so, Sabrina, if I can, if I can just elaborate for a second on that, the, the reason I brought that up, I mean, yeah, it's funny, and I hate texting, but you know, we have to do what we have to do, right? But the reason I bring that up is because I had to figure out other ways of getting to my business. You know, so if it's not going to be appointments, then my schedule has to change. Everything has to change. So. You know, the versatility that Mike has always talked about is ne has never, I think, been more important than now for me. Uh, and I and I keep it ever present and I tell myself, OK, well, if you can't get here by then, then you better be versatile enough and, you know, to modify your schedule a little bit. So that's why I brought it up. Well, and with that, that leads us perfectly into question number three. How do you manage your time when you know that you could be facing these issues with traffic and how do you keep that versatility in your appointment so that you can be able to say, you know, I'll be there as close to 3.30 as possible. Um, how, do you, how do you manage that? You know, again, I go back to making sure that my assistant knows exactly where I am, exactly what I'm doing. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, hard on myself but I don't make it impossible and I used to you know when I was younger and I started in this business um, I I did things that made me very sick and physically sick because I didn't eat I thought no my god I've got to get to the client uh, you know timing is everything my schedule and and I did that so much that I ended up getting breast cancer and I attributed to the stress of that so after breast cancer, thank God, you know, knock on wood, I came out perfectly well. Um, and that was in 2015. After breast cancer, I my whole existence changed. Um, I still go 90 miles an hour, but I do it for pleasure. You know, I don't do it because I have to get somewhere. I do it because that's how I like to drive, you know? So, and it's a real thing. But- um, And what kind of car do you drive? A Ferrari GTC for Luso. So are you guys out of the way? Okay, if she's on the road, you're getting out of the way. <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. I'm a car girl. It's one of the things that I enjoy doing. But, um, you know, I manage it by making a mental checklist of the things that I have to do and try my best to stick to the checklist. Um, I keep my assistant abreast of what I'm doing, what my schedule is. She knows I'm not the most punctual person, although I try. But uh, if it's a listing appointment, I'm going to be there on time. So what do you do if you know you're going to be late? What is the protocol that you follow? Um, you're, you have an appointment at 3.30 and your GPS is saying right now that you're going to be there at 4.10. What do I you do? I call them right away. I call them right away. I don't you call the client or your assistant? 
I call both of them uh, because I'm driving probably usually or, you know, or I'm on a call or something's going on. So I'll call the client or I'll have my assistant call, whichever. It depends on the client too, right? Because most of my clients are the ultra high net worth individuals and, you know, they like very personalized. Luckily, they love Jenny, Jennifer, my assistant. They love her. I make sure that they, you know, get used to that and not me. So if they hear from her, you know, they almost rather hear from her. It's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, and she's a calming force. If any of you guys have had the opportunity of talking to my new assistant, Dee, who arranges all this, she has the calmest voice. She, like, I like talking to her. She brings me down. So always make sure that that person that you have speaking to your clients has that calming effect. You know, as Mike has always said, be the calming force in every situation. So, all right, so next question. What is one thing that you do that really makes a difference in how you manage your day, your life, your career, everything that's going on? Um, I thought about that a lot and I have, you know, I made extensive notes and I would say that the most that I do and I just, you know, wanted to, to say, I don't engage in negative, non-productive conversations with anyone. Um, that is so important to me that it's almost as important as drinking water, you know, eight times a day or, you know, keeping myself hydrated, working out. It's so important to me. Um, you know, I, I value now so much that Mike has been saying that the 28 years that I've been with MFO. And in the beginning, I was young. It, it really didn't, didn't register in my mind. I didn't say, oh, aha, yeah, I'm going to do that. It came later. It came with experience. It came with seeing the difference between when you step back from something like that, any negativity, any uh, non-productive, non-money-making activities or conversations, you step out of it. And guess what? You have more time to do the things that actually give you the positives. So that's that's I think one of the biggest ways. Um, it's my unwavering commitment to my growth every day. So I challenge. Okay, say that one again. My unwavering commitment to growth every day. Now there is a thought that you sort of look at every once in a while, and that would have been easy just to have gone right over. But like, how do you stay focused on looking at that and saying, "Am I growing every day?" Do you think about that? Do you analyze where you've been? And let me just quickly ask: What personality style are you? Mike says that I am an uh, expressive. Um, I agree <laughs> the way I dress, but um, I also have learned very, very carefully tweaked, you know, and, and when he said that to me, I thought, I don't want to be an expressive. That's not a good thing to be in a listing presentation and with clients. You want to listen. You don't want to be talking. So I have worked so hard on myself to make sure that I'm not an expressive when I'm with clients. You know, I can be an expressive with friends. I can be an expressive, you know, when I'm dancing, but when I'm at work, I'm at work. And when I'm at work, I've become a driver because I've been doing this for 38 years. So, you know, now it's my way or the highway most of the time. Well, so you've developed the versatility. To yes. be in. I love the fact that most of us get defensive when Mike tells us what our personality style is. <laughs> and we all seem to say, well, I want to be something different. And yet the bottom line is it doesn't matter what your style is if you have versatility. Yes, that's so, so true. 
That is really one of those things that you look at a lot. So, okay, you said that you have a commitment to growth every day. Yes. How do you track that for yourself? How do you say it was a good day or it was a bad day? So throughout the day, I go, I review what I've been doing in my mind. Um, I don't waste any time. It's a, it's a commitment to myself to not waste a minute of my day. So if I'm idle for any reason, it's because I want to be idle. I made a point that that was going to be my time for relaxation. I scheduled it in. Um, you know, I've done everything. And if I haven't done any, something that I was supposed to do, I, you know, I give myself a break. I analyze what happened. Why didn't I do it? Why didn't it get accomplished? And then I answer the question. But I read a lot also, right? So I try to get while I'm driving. Yeah, I, I do it on Audible because I don't I just don't have time. And when I go to sleep, I don't want to be reading something that's engaging my brain. So okay. uh, so I don't read before bed. I read while I'm driving and I'm listening to the Audible. And um, I read a lot of uh, Robert Greene books. So I love them. I don't read fiction ever. You know, it's the way yeah, we kind of all live fiction, don't we? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I think somebody should just write. One day I'm going to write a book, Sabrina, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> so here's a different question. And this wasn't on the list. So I apologize for this, but I, I'm really interested in how you got to this point. If you back up five years ago, where would you have been then? And what do you think are the one or two steps that we could all work on to get to the point where we're more focused on did we grow daily and what does that look like? So take us back five years ago. What would you have said about yourself then? So five. So let me. For me, my my B this and A that. So it's before breast cancer and after breast cancer, and that was 2015. So for me, it's more than five years because after that, immediately after that, is when everything started changing. My mindset started changing. The way I live started changing. So before that, I was cocky. Um, I know I was, you know, I didn't really know enough and I wasn't reading enough and I, I wasn't challenging myself to growth every day. So I really feel that although I had great success because I worked 16 hours a day, yeah. uh, you know, I wasn't working smart. I, I thought I was, but I really wasn't. And, and I wasn't listening to Mike as well. And I just wasn't doing the things that, that I'm doing now after that, after that, it was a very humbling moment you know and I and I realized I need to do much better I need to eat you know was one of my things I need to eat regularly I need to drink water I need to hydrate I mean it, it was longer conversation than what we have time for here but um I was in a nutshell so I was cocky I just didn't understand and now and I didn't try the growth everyday thing now from then forward it's been a conscious decision to feed myself every day in every way, feed myself, you know, hydration, nourishment, uh, feed myself things for my mind, uh, learn, you know, read contracts, you know, engage in interesting conversations with people that are smarter than me, more successful than me, you know, things like that. If I, I try not to get around people that aren't because again, time, it's a waste of my time. I'm, I value my time like nothing else. Well, I will have, you know, I've known you for a long time. And I remember when you went through the breast cancer and all of that. And 
you to me have always been someone who is really looking for someone that you can learn from that you enjoy to be around who does more than you and you know art basil all of that stuff in miami you're all over that kind of stuff so i look at that and go all right now that i kind of look back i could see some of those things obviously for everyone who is listening we don't want to have to go through a major health crisis uh, although I know a lot of people on this call have already gone through major issues. Can we just draw a line in the sand and say, you know what, today moving forward, I'm making this commitment to myself. And if we can, what would you say the top three things are? I know you said growth. What, what would be the top three things we should focus on to do better starting today? I think that that would be balance. Ask, ask yourself, really sit yourself down in a quiet space um, for a length of time that you need. It, it's not one day, it's not one hour, it's not a week. It's, and it's wherever. For me, it's the ocean. You know, that's my, my quiet place. That's what, where I think. And sit yourself down and ask yourself, you know, really, what are the things that make me happy, give me joy, um, challenge me, and at the end of the day that I feel good about myself because I learned, I improved, I evolved. Uh, and that evolve, evolution part is a big word for me. I, I talk to my very close friends about that. Uh, we hold each other accountable for certain things. Um, one of them this year especially is evolution of self. You know, don't engage in small minutia. Uh, if it's going to waste your time, step away. You know, I used to not be able to do that. If it was something that I wanted to change, no matter how small, I was going to go for it full force. That's my personality. Now, I, you know, it's not important enough. I'm stepping back and I go and I focus on the important things. So it would be balance. Try to balance yourself with that kind of thing. I don't travel a lot because I live in paradise. You know, that's it's, it's hard for me to consider, you know, stressing, stressing, getting on an airplane. But what I do do is I try to swim three or four times a week in the ocean. It's really my happy place. Um, I do a solid work day. My work day can end Sabrina at eight or nine o'clock at night just because I'm out all the time with people. You know, just, just even by myself, I run into people and I'm still working, I'm still prospecting, but it's enjoyable. I love it. It's a challenge for me. Um, but it, when I finish that, I come back and I end my day calmly by candlelight by fresh air on my terrace. Um, and then I think about me and there's, you know, this is a call for women. We're surrounded by challenges and these are the strongest women that I know, you know, and we're always told to be, you've got to be strong. You've got to be tough. You've got to be this, you've got to be that. Yeah, that's good. But that's when you're, when you're embodying your business mind, you know, when you're trying to succeed and make, make it just kill it every day. Right. But you can't forget to embrace your feminine energy. And that's another big one for me this year. You know, I, I think I've always done it unconsciously. But now more than ever, as I get older, I think, you know what? It's, you can talk to somebody very, very much in your feminine energy and win. Yesterday, I yeah. had a yesterday with an attorney. I had to talk to an attorney that was being very nasty. And I was in my feminine energy. I was strong. I was solid. I knew my my information and I won, you know, so those yeah, you don't yell and scream. So that takes me to question number six. 
Okay. How do you deal with overwhelm when it's like, okay, <laughs> that was just the last one enough. Yeah. Um, that when that happens, I, I take a look at it. You know, I was fortunate enough to be raised by a very strong mother that was very successful. She was a factory worker and then she ran the factory for 300 women and, and men as well. And, um, you know, I didn't appreciate until much later who she really is, you know, and how she thinks. And, uh, but I saw it, I saw it, it became a part of me. And um, for her thinking big was natural, you know, and I never, ever, ever was exposed to anything except thinking big. So my mindset, I think is strong because I was raised by a strong parent, a strong mother. I didn't have, a but father. do you ever feel overwhelmed? I used to, Sabrina. Um, I used to feel overwhelmed, and I don't allow that in my life anymore. You know, if I if I see it coming, if I see that you know things are packing my day, then I look and I extract the most important things, the priorities, and I do those, and that's it. And I have my cutoff time. And if I feel like I'm getting tired, or if I feel like you know what, I'm not going to be able to handle this as well as I can handle it tomorrow when I'm rested, then I step back. So I keep my overwhelm in check. I, I do, I try to do that all the time. That is keeping it in check. And just knowing ladies that you can control it. You have right. the choice of if you react or not. So Elena, for everybody who's listening, one point on strengthening your mindset. Take yourself out of your comfort zone every day. Um, even in the tiniest ways, you know, you take yourself out of the comfort zone. One of the things that takes me out of my comfort zone, if I didn't have something big, I go to the cold plunge and, and that will take you out of your comfort zone. You try to get in that cold plunge and you're going to want to kill somebody, you know, because it's, it's so difficult, but then you're in there for, you know, five minutes and you say, Hey, guess what? I can do this. And it feels fantastic. And I compare that to other things, you know? Um, so if I have a challenging call, if I know it's gonna be difficult, I do that first. And I, Mike has always said that, you know, handle the difficult things first yeah. once you get, and that's when your mind is fresh too, you know? So, yeah. yeah, so I would say that the piece of advice would be, you know, challenge yourself to take yourself out of your comfort zone in one way, at least every day. That's a great piece of advice. So that was for mindset. My last question, because I have three minutes left and we stay on time, is for all the different things we talked about, your schedule, your day, overwhelm, everything else that happens. For everybody who is on this call, what is one piece of advice you would give them that would apply to their business, to their person, like their life in general? Because you know, come on, ladies, we, we get to do it all, right? You get to work, you get to maintain the house, you get to look after the family. Uh, it's just, you get it all. And in my family, it's, I get technology, it's here, my iPhone doesn't work. Huh? If you push this button, it turns it on. So, but we get it all. How do you handle that, Elena? What is the one piece of advice you could tell us all? So I sent um, a link and I listen to it about once a month because it's so powerful to me. Uh, it's uh, 
Admiral William McRaven, Make Your Bed. It was the speech. It, yeah, this it was a speech. Bed. I love that thing. I look at my it, bed every day it, and I think of that guy. <laughs> right? He has the long version and the long version is amazing. And I sent the link out. D has it so she could send it to everybody in case. I know a lot of people have seen it. And it's probably overplayed already, but it still matters. It still makes an impact on me. And every time I listen to it, it's interesting um, because it resonates. One piece of it will resonate. And right now, you know, there's something that's resonating with me. One of them was great. You know, I heard it this morning and I was like, there's a bully out there. He's coming after my commission. And he said, don't be bullied, you know, punch a shark in the nose. And I can punch a shark in the nose with a smile on my face and the best attorneys and be happy, you know? So I think that uh, if they listen to that, you know, read, read the things. I, like I said, Robert Greene for me is, is great. You know, it's, I analyze it. So piece of advice is feed your brain, feed your brain because you only live once. You really only have one life. Don't waste it. You know what, I, I'm just going to share with the group because you just brought that up and I just saw this and it was the peanuts and Charlie and Snoopy sitting on a dock and you can only see their backs and Charlie Brown turns to Snoopy and says, you know, you only live once so you should enjoy the day. And that's certainly that we understand that thought pattern. Snoopy turns back and looks at him and says, no, no, we only die once. We get every day to live. That's excellent. I remember that. I remember yeah, that. And th that made such an impact on me and saying, what are you doing with today? And Elena, if there was one thing I'd have to say about you, one of the things I love being around you for is your positive energy. You are just like, zing, 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 zing. <laughs> it is fun because she does it with a smile on her face. It's never grumpy. It's never overwhelmed. And for that, I just want to say thank you for being such an inspiration. It's 10 o'clock. I appreciate everybody's time. Elena, you were amazing. We will send the link out from D. You'll get that shortly. Thank you, everybody. We'll see Sabrina. you next. Thank, thank you, Elena. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.